you're looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Hello. And welcome to the Stitchcraft Podcast, episode number 30. My name is Miranda. I'm Island. And I was just cheering silently because I feel like 30 is that first point at which you really grow up. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that it's the time where you um, stop thinking about what you should wear to please others. Yeah. Um, And then I'm also going to say from a very astrology focus is that you're past your Saturn return. Which you're just gonna laugh at me. Your your face is great. Uh, you're like, ooh. Uh, I don't know what it means. Uh, I'll try to be super quick with it. Um, I guess the planet Saturn. I'm not an astrologer, so people are gonna like totally send me notes. Um, when you're born, Saturn takes tw- almost 28 years, 28 to 29 years to return to that same location um, in your birth chart. So okay. it just takes that long of an orbit um, around the sun to kind of show up in the same spot. And they say that when your Saturn return hits, they said around like mid 27, start of 28, it takes almost like a year and a half to get through it. But it's usually the time where that people have like their mini midlife crisis. And back in the day, this was our midlife crisis. Sure. (laughs) So long, (laughs) but it's generally speaking a time where you break up maybe with someone that, uh, or maybe some old habits. So like bringing up with toxic people, Refiguring out your friendships, you get your real job that you really love, not the shitty job. Like you kind of follow your career path. It's also like when people find out a lot about their health and whether they need to change their ways, you know? So like the Saturn return is a an interesting thing. But whenever I listen to other podcasts about like astrology, everyone's like, oh, what's your age? Oh, 27. Oh, no wonder your life is so hard. And I'm always like, oh, come on. They've made bad decisions. <laughs> um. And here's an example at um, when Ben, my my best friend, uh, got married. He was 27. And when I turned 27, I moved to Hong Kong. Like, those are, like, big milestone moments that kind of happen when people turn, like, 27, 28, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that really is real, but it, it's a nice excuse. It's a nice excuse. Well, I think that was around the time when I um... – went to Switzerland to work at the World Health Organization. Um, that was right right after I turned 27. And it was right around the time of a super bad breakup. Oh. So it was uh, growthful in many ways. I actually kept a blog because at that point, blogs were new still. <laughs> and so I, yeah, and it was like uh, the blog was basically about the adventures of this dumb American as she, like, stumbles through trying to figure out how you live in Europe with other adults. Because <laughs> I just made so many dumb mistakes, but it wasn't, like, dangerous dumb mistakes. It was just stuff where I was like, wow, I'm grateful that uh, I don't have to live this down and I'm moving back home soon. <laughs> you know, silly things. Like, I, I distinctly remember once I um, I went with my roommate to a bar and he asked if I wanted to play pool. So we um, played pool against these other two dudes and we won. And I was not used to when you were supposed to kiss somebody or not. So, <laughs> so I went up to the guys that we beat and I gave them a kiss on the cheek the Swiss way, which is um, right, left, right. right. And um, Which one is it? 
it's you you kiss somebody on their right cheek and then their left cheek and then their right cheek it's three um, okay. and usually people kiss the air they don't usually like touch your cheeks but you know that's what they do is they touch the side of your face three times and make kissy noises and <laughs> one of the guys was like oh if this is what it's like to lose I'll do it more often and I was like ah shit clearly that wasn't <laughs> what I was supposed to do <laughs> Really, you gotta kiss kiss the air every time I I lose. <laughs> gotta lose more often. Yeah, that's yeah. really real, real good. Also, I have to give it up. Like upon being twenty seven, like you, and moving to another country, here I was like, I'm gonna suffer through this, and it's gonna be so hard. And then everyone speaks English, and I'm a big dumb American who didn't learn another language. And I mean, you've learned languages, I haven't, but I just was not ready for everyone to. Be real kind to me. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> I, I did not learn to speak other languages. I tried. I tried to learn French before I went. And mm-hmm. once I got there, everybody was like, we speak English. It's fine. And I was like, no, no, but I really need practice. And they're like, I can't stand to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> My French is not good. You know, some places in France, they're excited that you try. Yeah, people are always nice. Like, nobody was mean. It was more just like, oh, honey, it's fine. We're, we we speak English. Like, that Switzerland, I was like, we'll just cut to the chase on this one. And uh, for working reasons, we're going to speak with English. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, our podcast is through its Saturn return, its bumpy phases. And it's come out the other side a beautiful butterfly that has a very short lifespan. It's supposed to be great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's got to be butterflies that live a lot longer than we joke about, but we don't think so. Okay, well, let's, I'm, I'm going to think of another animal that goes to sleep and maybe hibernates, comes back out a lot, you know, better and stronger. Actually, they're kind of weak and weird, but that's okay. I'm going to stop talking bad, making really bad jokes. Um, anyway, so let's kick it off the way we always do. What's in your cup? Uh, so I am drinking a bottle of, I'm not joking you, it is called grown-up juice. Grown-up juice? Yes. I, you're going to have to tell me some more things about grown-up juice. Yes. So this is a, a cherry lime kettle sour from Back Pocket Brewing in Coralville, Iowa. And this is part of their cat series. So they partnered with, um, I don't know if this is actually one where they partnered with Oh, it is, yeah, with Raygun. So um, Raygun is a shop um, in Iowa that I think is based out of either Ames or Des Moines, but they have stores all over Iowa, and they also have stores in um, Kansas City. And uh, Raygun does really great, like, joke T-shirts, political stuff. Like, they're awesome. And so they partnered with Back Pocket for a series called the Cat Series. And so for all of the Raygun Back Pocket partnership beers they have a picture of gary the cat mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. gary the cat um on this particular bottle um is saying he's squinching his face shut and saying adulting is hard so let's see what does the bottle say so the the um label says <laughs> six free bottle caps with every purchase <laughs> <laughs> And then the the bottle description says, uh, Back Pocket has teamed up with the greatest store in the universe and Sour Faced Gary to create a cherry limeade sour that's not too sweet and not too sour because there are three things that Gary never backs down from. The pursuit of truth and justice, 
licking plastic bags, and alcoholic versions of childhood drinks. You got that right, Gary. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so um, as the weather has turned slightly here and it's a little more springtimey, it felt like it might be time for something fruity and bright and fresh. Um, and the other thing I like about it is that um, I tend to like beers that have really strong flavors, which also often means that they have high ABV, which I don't really want right now. So this is this one is 6.5%. So it's not like low, low alcohol, but it's not high. It's sort of like in that normal, standard, regular beer range. Um, yeah, and it does, I mean, it does what it says on the tin, you know, it's... Uh, it's a little bit cherry, a little bit lime eighty. It's not so much like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not so much like drinking cherry juice. That is not the flavor at all. But it doesn't, it doesn't taste like the things that we had as little kids that you thought tasted like cherry flavor, if that makes sense. It actually yeah. tastes, tastes like cherry, but it tastes more like, a, like sour cherry yeah. than bang cherry, which I like. I, this is where I go. Oh, can you please hold one for me when I come and visit? Oh I'm yes, excited by that one. That sounds really cool. Oh yes, it is. Okay. It is quite nice. So, so yeah, that is what I'm having. What are you having? Well, just like you said, the weather has turned, so I finally, you know, want a beer that meets my level when I'm sweating. Because I'm sweating today. I sweat on my way to work, the way back from a doctor's appointment, and on my way home today. I sweat through my shirt three damn times. So you know what I need? I need a cold beer. I need a cold beer. I'm having a new Glarus Spotted Cow. Oh, it's the flavor of summer. It really is. That and Bell's Oberon. That is our yeah. jam. So I've had a lot of new Glarus. Dang it, I forgot to bring you that 12-pack. Anyways, I had an extra a 12-pack of it. But um, I just didn't want it. I didn't want it until today when I was like, ooh, I can use a cold beer. And I was like, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need this new Glarus. So, yeah, I'm having a new Glarus spotted cow. I've said that, like, at least a third of every episode. <laughs> so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time going, it's a, you know, farm ale, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not going to do that. Everyone knows. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Well, I will say um, you mentioned the flavors of summer. So it's not yet, you know, we haven't hit the, the equinox yet, but we're very, very close. Is it tomorrow? Um, I can't remember if it's the 20th or the 21st. I think a nurse told me that <laughs> today. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's either tomorrow or the next day. Right. But um, so now is the time where you start thinking about the things that you like for the summertime. And you mentioned Bell's Oberon is definitely the taste of summer in Michigan. Like when the Bell's Oberon hits the stores, you know, it's only going up from here. Um <laughs> But my other favorite beer, and I actually like it better than Oberon. I know. I know. It's blasphemy. Um, but the beer that I like better than Oberon, and I actually did a blinded taste test at my house because I was so shocked that I like this better. Um, there is a beer from Michigan that I haven't been able to get anyplace else. I don't know if they distribute or if they just distribute, like, just to Ohio, and so I wouldn't get it. But um, Whitson by Arcadia Ales. Um, it's just a little more spicy and a little bit heavier 
than Oberon. So I think a lot of other people wouldn't like it better because it is it is heavier. It's got like a richer flavor than Oberon, but it's just that smidge more intenso that um, mm. that I really really love. And it too is a summer only beer. So you know what I'm ready for. This hmm. is what because I agree. I probably wouldn't love that as much as you do because I kind of like more depending on the weather. I want a more drinkable beer. I actually really wish that they would come out with a NA beer with one of those flavor profiles of summer beers, like with the orange or like, like I totally had Bud Light orange the other day. It was amazing. And there's barely any alcohol in it. So why can't I just take the alcohol? That's a the flavor. I would love to have one of those kind of things. Or a wheat, if they could find a way to make a wheat beer without alcohol. I think that would be so good. Sorry, this is just like you just want that flavor, but you don't really need the alcohol. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what um, what we used to do in Michigan when it was super, super hot outside and everybody wanted a beer but nobody wanted to be dehydrated is we used to take uh, like San Pellegrino sodas and mm-hmm. Oberon or wheat beer and make a shandy out of those because then you got to have some of that tart, bright flavor of the soda and some of the more malty, spicy flavor of the beer, but none of it was overwhelming and it wasn't dehydrating and, you know, you wouldn't, you know, make a mess of yourself having it, but you got to have a little, little treat. A little treat, a little something. A little something. I think maybe this is the summer I explore shandies because they're popular. They're very popular in this region of the world. Um, So where you are, do they call them shandies or rattlers? Well, it turns out shandies, actually, I'm not positive about this, but shandies, I believe, are Irish or like of a British Anglo-Saxon Irish world. And uh, rattlers are German. Yes. It's a version of a shandy is Mm -hmm. what I, someone, someone told me who happens to have German family. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, but, um. So here, people say shandy a lot. And Rattler, they sell Rattler, um, certain brands of Rattler here, but it's not as popular as, like, a Line and Kugel shandy mix. Uh, you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's still delightful, and I am a big fan. And when it gets hot enough, you need to stay hydrated. So yes. no need to have the, the heavy beers. No Mm-mm. need. Um, and also, just and also, I will give a shout out to my friend Sean. Not that he listens, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but Sean is the fan of the Rattler Snake. Have I told you about this? No, before? I'm not familiar. Okay, <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a big fan, but one must be in the in one location to enjoy this. <laughs> it's um, you could buy Grapefruit Rattler, which mm-hmm. is a low alcohol beer. It's like maybe it's under three percent, I believe. It's either three point two or even less. And um, shots of tequila in it. No, it's delightful. I'm sure it's delightful, but like you say, uh, one One location, no, no going anywhere else. (laughs) No, one Uber home. There is not a second location situation in that Mm -hmm. in that whatsoever. I was at uh, Sean's place last weekend um, in LA with a bunch of my girlfriends and friends, and we were just having like a little like house party on a Sunday. And he bought that stuff. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, no. I'm not spending the night here. i got to go back to my hotel. Mm-mm, can't have it. Like, I legit had him like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> bad, bad, bad as bears. I didn't, I can't do this. 
Do you like how uh, the weather like cracked 45 degrees and we're like, it's summer! Talk about summer beer! I'm, I'm totally going to ruin my own gold star, but I will say that I lost count of shorts today. It's 45 degrees. That was the high today. And I was on uh, Nicolette Mall and I saw people skateboarding, tons of way too attractive people running. They had been fit all winter and now they're out there really enjoying it with shorts. I lost count on two hands. I was amazed. And here I was in like a light jacket and a scarf and I'm sweating my ass off. And I was like, wow, have I already got acclimated to this world? This is amazing. I'm not ready for shorts, but I do appreciate everyone else's enthusiasm. Yes. By the yes. way, there's still, for everyone listening, there's still ice and snow out on everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. You have to walk through puddles and possibly slip on ice. And people are wearing shorts because they're like, it's the time. Oh, I definitely like, slipped on ice on the walk to the bus stop this morning, for sure. I mean, as of Sunday, I was still wearing my ice cleats. So yeah. just, just letting everyone know, like, this is not a heat wave at all. <laughs> It's still going to freeze tonight, <laughs> but shorts were in full effect, full effect. Um, so, yeah, here we are. All right. Well, so would you like to move on to um, your works in progress or general conversation? Because I know that I don't really have any new works in progress to talk about, but I have things to talk about. You have things to talk about? I do. Uh, well, I'd say you start because I got to think about what I'm doing because I'll admit I'm in the midst of my uh, development phase at work, so I'm kind oh. of, my power is totally on making cool stuff for cool kids, so yes. that's what, so sorry, I was like, I wish I had something more to say other than, you know what, my work's in progress, this body, <laughs> <laughs> and buying a swimsuit, Ugh, I'm progressing on this beer, um, yeah, progressing on this beer, looking at people run, and uh, you know that New Balance commercial? About, I'm not sure if I do. It was, it's a few years old now, but this commercial, it was like, you broke up with running, and now you see running everywhere. Running's out there having a good time in the park without you. Don't you miss running? Running misses you. And it, like, goes on and on and, like, makes you feel real bad about not running anymore. And that was me walking home today, moving to the side of the sidewalk so that big packs of attractive people getting their, getting their fit on. <laughs> I was like, ah, where are these? So anyways, that's my works in progress. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your works? In progress? Uh, well, I am still working on the uh, baby blanket that I was making last time. So this is the um, baby's first principles blanket mm-hmm. from Doomsday Knits, and um, I linked it in the last episode. I'll link it in this episode as well. But I have now finished the center part. That was all the radiation symbols, the radiation trefoils. And I have moved on to the skulls. So that's the radiation trefoil part. And the skulls are sort of starting on the outside. You can, whoops, almost knocked over my mirror. You can almost see the bottom (laughs) of the skull face there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so I am making this all in um, Plucky Knitter Cozy, which I mentioned before is, I think, 90% wool, 10% camel, and holy shit, is it soft, and um, I am making it, so the the pattern um, 
like the picture that they took, the sample, is black, white, and gray, but I am making it in a navy blue that is quite dark, so you could sort of take it for a, a midnight blue, um, a sort of medium silver gray, and a, I don't know, like a raspberry, dark raspberry pink. Um, and uh, the colors, I forgot to mention this before, but the colors are all from the old um, Plucky Knitter Classics Club. So they used to have this subscription service where you could pay um, and like in advance, and every two months you would get a new color of the, yeah, yeah, Miranda's holding up the hat that I made from um, one of their other colors. Um, from one of their other yarns that is also discontinued because they're trying to break my heart all the time. Anyway, um, the Classics Club was um, inspired by classic movies that the two main dyers would watch, and then they would like pick a color that was inspired by the movie. So the gray in this one is called Laughing at Clouds, and it's from it was inspired by Singing in the Rain. And then the blue was from uh, inspired by Titanic and the color is called you jump I jump remember <laughs> and then the pink is from clueless and the color is called as if very cool name. which I love and I'm going to actually still have like when this is done I will probably still have a whole skein of this as if color left over and I really love it it's uh, loud it's a very loud color <laughs> But um, I really like that. So that's the only thing I'm making. Um, but I'm making, so it's a color work blanket. It's a stranded color work blanket. So I, I don't do color work all that often. Um, and if you're not careful with color work, you can strand the back of it too tight um, and make it pucker. So I'm working really hard to knit loosely so that when this is all done and I block it out, it actually will still lay flat. If you, if you look at it now, you can kind of see... I'm trying to show you an example. If you look at it from the side, you can kind of see how it puckers a little bit. You might need to take a photo of this to help explain that a bit in, uh, in our post. Yeah, yeah, but basically if, you, if you're working with two colors and you pull the colors too tightly, like you're trying to prevent gaps in between the colors, um, you can actually cause problems because you basically create like a, a tight string almost like having a rubber band on the back side that wants to snap yeah. together. Uh, so you really have to, I personally, as somebody who typically is a kind of a tight knitter, I have to force myself to relax. So what I'm doing to trick myself into relaxing is that normally I knit toward the tips of my needles, like where all my yarn and all my project is on the tip of my needles. Mm -hmm. And this time I'm pushing like a couple inches of needle out Oh. And knitting inches of the needle sticking out so that I have to knit more loosely. That's, a, seems good to be working. That's a really good tip. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes in the end. Well, I do want to ask a little bit more about it because I was thinking about your baby blanket. And then I was thinking about all the people I know having babies. Um... There, this is it, apparently this is the season. This is uh, heavy baby coming time is come springtime, which is true in nature. 
and humans are animals. Um, but I do feel like there's kind of a larger swath of children being born from like January up until um, June. It seems to be a kind of a heavier time frame. And I was going to ask you more about like what else do you love to give besides a baby blanket? Um, actually, I typically don't like to give a baby blanket because it takes so much time. You know, it's like making, it's not quite like making an adult sweater, but it's a lot of knitting to cover that much space. Um, so I think the better things, if you're crunched for time or if you just don't really love making baby stuff, you know, like you want to make something, but you don't want to have it take forever because it's not really your favorite thing. Baby hats are really good. You know, there's pretty much no time of year that a baby isn't going to come home from the hospital and need a baby hat. Um, and most baby hats are sized such that even if the kid is born, like, in the middle of August, they're going to need a hat in October, and your hat will probably still fit. Um, so those are good. Baby booties are good, but they can be a little finicky if you're not good with making really small things. Like, if it, it can feel a little finicky if you're not used to knitting small stuff. But baby hats are pretty good. And then there are a couple um, baby sweaters that are pretty easy. Um, Hohi Locatelli is a pretty famous knitwear designer who has a free pattern on Ravelry called Felipe. And it's a baby sweater that kind of looks like a vest. And so as the kid gets older, it goes from looking more like a tunic to more like a sweater vest. So it can grow with them for at least a little while, you know, like maybe six months or a year. So that at least, if you were to make that, the odds are good that the kid would be capable of wearing it for a little while, even if you didn't get the size quite perfectly exactly right, you know. And there are a lot of little kids' outfits like that. Like there's one um, kind of well-known dress by um, Isayer, which is a, I want to say a, Dutch knitting company, but I, I can't remember exactly. But anyway, it's called Isager, I-S-A-G-E-R. And there's a, they have a pattern called the Clara dress, or Clara. And it's a pattern that you can't get online. You have to purchase it. You have to, like, per write them and purchase a paper pattern. But it is a, um, it starts off looking like a dress. And then as the kid gets older, you know, their shoulders fill out and their body lengthens and so then it becomes a tunic and then it, you know, like it, it grows with them probably for, I think I've seen people use it up to two years, like from, oh. you know, it just sort of, it's, it's knit in a forgiving enough way that as the kid grows, it just becomes a different kind of clothing. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And grow. Exactly. That is very cool. Yeah. I was, I was I was just curious. I was like, I had to know what your favorite things are. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, probably my my most favorite baby things in it are hats because um, they don't take very long and you can kind of practice new techniques with them, you know, and it's kind of a low, low cost or low risk thing to do. Like if you start the baby hat and it looks terrible, like you didn't spend that much time on it, you just rip it out, try again, which is true of all hats, but especially true for baby hats. I also wonder if, like, even for beginner knitters or crocheters, like making um, washcloths or, like, scours and things like that might be a really good idea for new parents mm -hmm. who have to, like, clean stuff. There's also, like, the unfortunate but real task of uh, 
if someone's gone with a cloth diaper, there's a lot of rinsing and other things, so like making any kind of thing that could help people collect things, dry things, those are all kind of interesting things. Um, I'm not deep in on that, so I don't want to like act like I know more, but I'm just imagining like cleaning products, cleaning things, towels, those kind of things are never a bad idea. Yeah. And the That's other thing- the things that I like to make, I, there's definitely a really easy um, baby blanket that I like to quilt that's a nine square, nine uh, half, half square triangle pattern that you can like put into flying geese or you can put into a morning star. Like you can do a lot of different things with it. And that can be done in a day if you are really determined, like really fixated. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. But I think that there's just, and also like bags. Um, bags are really easy to make for your, you know, new parents that you have to put stuff in lots of things to put inside their big baby bags or anything that helps someone organize or find a safe way to like put slobbery things. And then I've also seen some like knit toys and crochet mm-hmm. toys that are really good because there's some parents out there who are a lot more aware of like the things that are you know, going to their baby's mouths and stuff like that. And there's things that you can do that are a little better than others. Or even if you, like, crocheted something fun onto a wood ring or, like, whatever the new teething, the hot, cool new teething material. Because <laughs> I do feel like that changes every year. Someone's like, definitely use this. Definitely teeth on that. I but, have, uh, now that you're mentioning that, I realize that I have a book that I haven't thought about in a while. Hang on just a sec. I love it. Happening in live time, everybody. I want is literally in her office and pulling out a book. I used to make things from this book relatively often, but I stopped doing it so much, I think, because um, I don't I don't love knitting toys as much as I used to. I think it, it sometimes hurts my hands, and maybe that's just because I was knitting with cotton, um, and I was, I don't know why I was worried about knitting with wool, because I was afraid that parents would feel scared to wash it or something, but Anyway, so the the book that I have that makes super adorable things is by um, Susan B. Anderson, and it's called Itty Bitty Toys. Cute. And I have made... Hmm? I just saw the cover, and I was like, cute. (laughs) Yeah, so I have made... It actually has quite a lot of things um, that... uh, that are varied in terms of their like how complicated they are. So they do have um, like knit knit um, toy balls, you know, um, that are relatively simple. And if you make it out of um, feltable wool, then when the kids don't want them anymore, they become dryer balls. Nice. Um, but I have made the um, giraffe from here. I made that guy. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah, he's super Holy cute. He's got, like, beautifully legs and orange spots knit onto his back. They've got, actually, um, patterns for making knitted fruit, which are really cute. Um, I didn't make those because those seemed quite fussy. <laughs> um, that giraffe is amazing. I want that. And I'm an adult. And I have no kids. <laughs> um, I made this baby hippo. Oh, my gosh. That is so sweet. And then the one thing that I made that I probably would make again without anybody having to ask um, is a snake. And the snake. Yeah. It's made out of uh, self-striping yarn. 
like you would use for socks. Very cool. Super clever. And then the way that it's, there's a, a trick at the end that you use where you take the tail end from the snake and thread it up through the top out of its face and then pull it just a little bit taut so it curly cues, which is quite cute. That's amazing. And then there are some dolls in here that actually are um, similar to a doll that you and I used to have as a little kid. Like, do you remember we had that doll that was um, Little Red Riding Hood? And then when you flipped it over, it was the wolf yes. in Grandma's clothing. They have toys like that, too. So they have, or she has, a turtle that flips into a frog. Cool. Um, I did make the, um, there is an egg that flips into a baby bluebird. You I made that one. You made me that. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, sorry. It was, I kept that on my desk for years. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a person who's thinking about um, making baby toys, I highly recommend the book. Um, but it is difficult for me to want to do it because, like I said, I just I feel like it kind of gets my, my hands hurting, my arthritis going a little bit. So. Hey, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So how about you? What are you thinking about or working on or into? As far as for the baby gift thing? Or just Anything. Okay. Um, well, right now I'm in this moment of I need a dry erase board for all of my activities. And I'm feeling real bad about that. And I need to get my shit together. Um, I currently have two baby blankets. I want to start a third. That's done. Um, I need to get my, literally, I need to get my shit together. I'm like, <laughs> and like, oh, I'm just going to play on my phone. I need to, like, finish these stupid projects. I also really, now that the weather is, you guys, I'm no joke, today's the first day that it's 45 degrees. And I was like, now that the weather's warming up, now that it's spring, I need to make a dress. Like, but that is on my mind. And I've kind of been thinking, and people might think I'm gross, I kind of want to go buy a vintage sheets and make a couple dresses from, like, vintage, like, big, loose, like, blousey, loose dresses. Yeah. I that sounds of, awesome. And it's, like, pre-softened, you right? know? And there's just so many mismatched sheet sets out there where people are like, this bottom sheet's not going anywhere, but the top sheet, fuck it, I'm gone. So, like, there's kind of, I kind of want to do that. There's also, like, um, Target right now is selling linen cotton blend sheets. And I'm just waiting for something to get on sale so I can cut it up. Nice. I'm going to go for it. So I'm kind of thinking about that. I've been thinking about, like, dyeing a few things as well. I haven't done an indigo dyeing party in a while. That was super fun. I love dyeing stuff. At, at What is it? At a couple Christmases ago or something, we were did a bunch of natural dyeing at my house. And that was super fun. So I'm thinking about, like, putting together another mending party. But this time it's mm -hmm. like, Bring your broken and your stained things. We will dye them blue. <laughs> Let's figure it out. So um, that's kind of where I'm at as far as, like, in my head of what I need to do. And, I'm, of course, like, I've now lost all steam on a scarf I was finishing. <laughs> well, you can't want to knit it right now. <laughs> no. I, I legit, like, it's now just my plane project. If I'm on a plane, I'll do it. It's kind of sad, but true. Absolutely true. I don't think it's sad. You're, you're, the stuff that you're working on has to change with the seasons. Right? 
No, I'm I'm hoping to really eventually do some hand embroidery too. I've been talking about it. There's a lot of really cool people who do it. And um, I've got enough things in my mind that I just need to do it. But admittedly, nothing is more exciting than the projects that you want to do when you should be doing your actual job work. And oh, that's absolutely that's- true. <laughs> so right now, I mean, for some people, I know some people who listen to this understand, like, we have hot development seasons in fashion. Like, depending on your category, you have your seasons of, like, intense work, intense output, um, intense focus, and I'm entering that season right now, and I've been thinking about it. Like, all of my love has been going to it. Like, all of my, like, focus and, and ideas. I just traveled to LA to, like, double-check everything I was thinking about. And so, did I get a million ideas of things I want to do? Yeah. And I need to go to work now. So that's like what I really need to do. I really need to apply it to my work and not to my personal projects. So I just really need to like be better about my time management, make sure that I like put craft time aside. And even one of my coworkers, she was like, um, guys, can we have a bi-monthly craft session? And I was like, thank you. We both like, we're all desperate for like finishing our own work, but we're in this intense development period where we have to do stuff for work and so we've all decided like yes we need to do something we all need to finish our projects we need to keep each other accountable so yeah I mean there's there's never a time where casting on a sweater seems more exciting than when I have a grant due never right never (laughs) you're just like yeah I've never was like I can't wait to do my taxes can't wait but no I need to go back to and finish my work I need to do something else that I promised I was going to do you know at this time for this thing yeah it's, it's amazing how the brain works that way um well I'm trying to uh keep a little bit more focused I've I'm on beer number two so I apologize that's why I'm like I need to stay on time but would you like to talk about some gold stars I would love to would you like to go first or do you want me to go first I think you should go first Okay, so this one is not um, new per se in the sense that it's not like, um, it's not something that just started recently, Um, but I found out about it recently. So I was, you know, I've been thinking, we've been talking a lot about this, about, uh, let me start that sentence again. We have been talking a lot on this podcast about trying to um, reduce our consumption of sort of um, cheap goods or goods that aren't um, where people don't get paid for the value of what they make or this like fast fashion and things like that, um, along with trying to reduce single-use plastics, et cetera. And so I was thinking about the fact that, um, you know, there are a lot of people who just aren't going to learn how to make their own clothing. Like that's just not a realistic thing for them to do. Like if you have kids, unless you can get those kids to be really enthusiastic about sewing with you, like that's going to be really hard. Um, And on top of that, good luck getting your own work done if you got your kids excited because they're going to need all your help. (laughs) Yeah. So you won't finish what you need. Yeah. Well, and I'm really mindful of this, um, this pressure that women put on themselves, on themselves to, um, 
try to be all the good things, right? Like, so you don't just try to reduce your plastic usage. You try to reduce your plastic usage in every way across the board. And you try to, and then you, you know, see these people who live these, these sort of Instagram, um, uh, aspirational lives where they, they sew their own clothing and it always fits. And, you know, they, have handmade makeup that they sat down and made themselves from the herbs that they wildcrafted from, you know, the streets of the beautiful city in which they live. And it's just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, that's not... And that's when people then just sort of throw their hands up and just don't do it at all, right? We are all like that. We're like that about um, improving our dietary habits. We're like that about exercising. It's like if you don't get it all right and hit all the marks, then... Um, fuck it, I'm just going to quit because I was going to screw it up anyhow. So um, being mindful of all of that, I was really excited to see that um, the company Eileen Fisher, who has been known for a while for not being trendoid in their designs, you know, like they, it's not that they don't do anything trendy, but they, they try to adjust trends so that they remain something that you could wear for an extended period of time. You probably know a lot more about their design aesthetic than I do. Um, but Sileen so Fisher has been known for a long time for trying to get away from fast fashion, trying to get away from um, fibers that are bad for the environment, etc. So I just found out that Eileen Fisher also resells their own clothing. And it's called Eileen Fisher Renew. So if you go on the Eileen Fisher website, um, down on the like bottom left corner, it lists all the different companies that are affiliated with them, and one of them is Renew. And if you have purchased Eileen Fisher clothing before, but you don't want it anymore, or it's stained and you can't really see the way to use it, you can actually ship it back to them, and they will clean it or over-dye it so that it can be sold again. Um, and they will sell it on their website. So if you go on the Renew website, you'll find all this secondhand Eileen Fisher clothing that they've gone over and made sure that either the stains were removed or it was over-dyed um, and it's discounted compared to the original price. So it's not cheap. I'm not going to try to sit here and tell you guys that it's cheap clothing. Um, but if you were somebody looking for like a nice dress for your graduation or somebody's wedding or something like that, um, you can get a really beautiful designer dress for, you know, I think the highest price dress I saw on that website was maybe like 120 bucks. Um, and it's like these dresses are like silk georgette and crepe and things like that. Like they're really nice fabrics that have been um, redone in some way so that they have a second life, um, which I just thought was super cool. Um, and I know that Eileen Fisher, like I said, has been doing a lot of different things, um, but that's the one thing of theirs that I thought, like, this is what I wish other companies felt like they could afford to do, that they could afford to take back the clothing that they previously made, zhuzh it up in some way so that its previous life didn't prohibit it from having a future life, right? So. I love it. Yeah. So that's my, that is my gold star. I love it. Um, can I add on to it a little bit? Of what yes, I absolutely. So um, the Eileen Fisher, it's Renew. Mm -hmm. um, I'll admit I didn't know the actual like handle for it, but they have been on the forefront of recycling, upcycling, 
um, repurposing their own wares. Um, and I think it was really out-of-the-box thinking that provided this, you know, a very well-known brand, which also, like, I'm not going to say this is a well-known brand and that it was always on fire, but this brand has got a lot of loyal customers, and they share the values of a lot of their customers. And then on top of that, they've remained, you know, relevant because they've been able to do this program. They're one of the few people, or I say few people, few brands with people who have been able to actually close the loop. Very, very few brands have actually made sustainability happen. Sustainability is a flawed word when it comes to the fashion industry. And this is the most amazingly tight circle I've ever witnessed. Um, for a company of this size, because your friend Aurelise is doing circular yeah, fashion just on true. a smaller scale. <laughs> she's doing it on a smaller scale, and then she's also working on the production side. So, like, from the start of the garment, it is being dealt with. Versus Eileen Fisher has put a lot of product out there. That brand has put so much product out there, they finally were like, what can we do to fully close this? Well, how can I, you know, do these things together? You know, like, it's just really impressive that Eileen Fisher much like Patagonia, because Patagonia has also done this, um, in a different way, Patagonia has gone about, like, teaching people how to sew and teaching people how to repair their things. And they do resell as well. But this is, like, a fashion brand, not an outdoor brand. Not everyone can play in the outdoor game, you know? Yeah. Eileen Fisher, though, has thought, you know, thought back on years of their product and has found ways to renew it, which I think is really impressive. And the other thing I want to add is that, yes, these these renewed prod, like products are not cheap. But if you handed me a t-shirt and we're like, Miranda, I got a big stain on this. I got a little wild at 4th of July and there's mustard all over this. I'm going to charge you that much to dye it. You know, like there's only so many things that can be done to a product to, you know, to salvage it. And so you yeah. have to get it up to this professional business who are doing the best thing for this product to continue its life. You know, I really, really appreciate what they're doing. And I think that's, that's a great gold star. I love it. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to the next time that I have an event to go to, because I, we've discussed many times that I am not a seamstress and I have as of yet to discover a pattern for a knitted garment that I want to wear to like a summer event. Um, so I'm looking forward to having an excuse or an opportunity to give it a try. Because I did look at the website, and there was just a ton of stuff in a wide variety of sizes. So it's just like any other thrift store. Like, you might have to hunt a couple times to find something that really appeals to you. But it's cool that they have it. I also think that, um, yeah, like, while you have to hunt for the thing that might be your your fix it's also really important to know that their materials from the start Eileen Fisher has never gone cheap on materials so when you think about buying silk georgette like you were saying or another kind of material that they've made they've selected those fabrics for ultimate comfort that is a part of the luxury of their brand and I know that you could spend that same amount of money and get something at a larger department store or you could get something uh, quickly and cheaply, maybe you can get even three outfits for what you might spend on the Eileen Fisher stuff, but you won't be sweating to death under the sun at that wedding. Well, actually, I've been really disappointed to see that um, in my efforts to try to find 
clothing now, um, everything is polyester and everything is, and so like you go to a shop like Banana Republic or Ann Taylor that you're going to be spending a hundred dollars on a dress from them easy and the material quality is poorer for the same price as the Eileen Fisher Renew stuff that's made from wool and silk and organic cotton and you know, like it's just kind of, I was shocked when I realized how hard it was to find natural fibers in a store anymore. And there's definitely a push right now in larger department stores. I'll say that like places like H&M have kind of started the, the charge on, lar- on a large scale. Target is following and uh, definitely changing the mindset of designers and other merchants on how to choose their fabrics more wisely because where people are cutting cost to you know sell something faster cheaper whatever it's now about like these things are going to last forever you know the quality is good maybe you need to pick a material that's going to be more comfortable so that someone holds on to this a little bit longer there's decision making in the design process that is finally being addressed and um i think it's really it's a it's a big sea change yeah the cost of what we do it also changes how we buy things on a raw material basis but it's really important because people want to be comfortable for longer and i can't tell you enough that i have a polyester shirt from old navy i've held on to and i have cleaned in lots of weird radical ways but it's still pitted out polyester is supposed to be this you know unmovable material and um it still stinks. Sorry. I pitted it out in many different presentations because it used to be like my presentation shirt. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, yeah. But the thing is, is like I wind up more clammy than if I had worn something else. And it was a beautiful shirt, but it's like I don't I have to constantly think of new ways of fixing it. But it's not like a cotton shirt. Like I've worn uh, today. I'm wearing a cotton shirt. Admittedly, it's from Universal Thread from Target, but I sweated through it three times. And it's not worse for wear. Yeah. You know, it's just different. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up, but I love your gold star. I think that Eileen Fisher part is really great. So what is your gold star? My gold star was originally the resilience of Minnesotan people for showing up with shorts and going out running. I, don't spit your beer out. Careful. Because <laughs> um, I was just impressed. I was impressed by how many dogs I saw being dragged on leashes to go running today. They were definitely like, uh, Dad, we didn't do this yesterday. What's going on? Like, I thought that was really, really fantastic. Um, but honestly, it's, you know, I think that um, the thing I was actually thinking that I'm more excited about is the Welcome Blanket project right now. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is, it's called the On Call uh, Welcome Blanket project because there's many you know, uh, detained families um, at our border that are being released, you know, at different times, different things, but they need welcome blankets too. They kind of need to start their life again. So that's something that I think is really exciting. And I thought about this the other day. If someone wasn't ready to make a whole blanket, they could partner with a bunch of friends and make a blanket together. Like everyone could do a couple squares or, you know, this time, this welcome project, does not have any limitations on design or size. They just want you to make something. So I think it's a really great project. I feel like this one is even closer to home than other ones. Like, not to say that it's, that, you know, 
refugee families arriving don't deserve these either. And I think they do. But this is a different, um, you know, these people are gone through a, a lot, a lot trying to get through as asylum seekers. So I'm really excited to be a part of this project this time. So that's my gold star because I just hoping I can holler at some people and if they want to make blankets with me, we could do it. Well, yeah, the immediacy of it, I think, is kind of rewarding because the original welcome blanket, some people did make quilts, but most people knitted or crocheted. And it is very hard to turn that around fast. Um, so I think I turned mine around in maybe two, two and a half weeks. Um, but if you are sewing and you're not doing something super fancy, like you say, you can turn that around in short order. Um, and it is really nice to think that there are these people who have been held in detention for a really long time. And so not only did they survive a lot getting here, but then they survived a lot just trying to stay here. Um, and if you can give something to them that's like right away, like you walk out of the detention facility, you walk to the aid organization, and they've got something ready for you, that is, it's super exciting to feel like you could contribute to that. I just can't imagine like getting, there's a lot of aid that's provided to these people, but it's overwhelming. And I imagine that like getting something that feels personal is really important. You know, and um, the other thing I'll say is that there's people out there who may not quilt. There's people out there who may not do um, knitting, but you can make a quilt out of two sheets, batting, and then you can also just take big fat yarn and knot it off in certain increments. There's no reason that you can't make a blanket even for yourself. So there's a lot of things that we can do right now. And I just think this is a really great project. And when you said that to me while we were at, at St. Patrick's Day together, I was like, ah, I've been thinking about it since. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super grateful to the people who came up with the project. Um, I think Kat Coyle was the first person who made the knitting pattern, but it's, it's obviously grown past um, what she had originally designed. Um, and it's just really cool to see people come together to, do a good thing for somebody else. Agreed. Well, on that note, I think we've we've announced all the things we want to announce, yeah? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can always find us on Instagram as Stitchcraft Sisters. Um, we have not been posting as much lately because of work and things. We are we keep saying that, and maybe we just need to acknowledge that that's how life is, and it's not going to change. But we're getting better about the schedule of the podcast. Um, and you can always find us on our website at um, stitchcraftsisters.com. Um, I did notice that we had a new member in our Ravelry group. Hey! hey. So there's now three of us. But, yeah, we, we do have a Ravelry group, and I think, you know, as um, – as time goes by, I'm thinking more about going back to that to make it um, a place where it's easy for people to uh, link to our show notes. But the show notes are on the website, and um, there's always a link in our Instagram profile to our most recent episode. Um, yeah, so if you have any corrections or additions to anything that we have said, please add that to Instagram. Um, it seems like that's where everybody is the most active, and we really love to hear from you guys. So. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. And see you soon. Talk to y'all very soon. <laughs> yes. Right. Bye.